uh, doing the podcast for? Uh, it started in 2019, end of 2019, December. Yeah, two more weeks. I think like the 23rd or 26th or something like that. It'll be three okay. years since the first episode went live. Nice. Okay. Because it told you to what? Two months for Apple to approve it or something like that? Honestly, I don't remember. I got you. So how did how did how did you get started in like the fire stuff? Uh <laughs> well, why don't so you uh, explain what he does first? Oh yeah. So tell us tell us what you do. I'm sorry. Basically, um I use fire dancing props mostly, things like stabs or a poi, which are basically like fire wicks on the end of ropes. I actually have some right here without the without the wicks on them. Uh mostly things like that, a little bit of fire eating. I recently started fire breathing and uh, I I incorporate a lot of yoga into it, so like a lot of handstands and headstands, forearm stands, things like inversions with it. And uh the way I got into it's kind of weird. Um if I'm being honest, I was going through a bit of a binge of uh, taking mushrooms like every couple weeks or something like that. And I did something that I don't recommend people do, but I was scrolling on Facebook while on mushrooms and I just came across a video of somebody spinning fire, um, specifically a dragon staff, which is like the main prop that I use. And I, I just kind of got obsessed with it from there. Started watching YouTube videos for the next couple months and then ordered one, tried it out, spun it for about a year or so, and then um, got connected with a uh, fire spinning community in Santa Cruz out here. And how long have you been doing it for? Since 2016. Wow. With fire since 2017, but I spent a good 14 months there just learning first, which is pretty uncommon. A lot of people will pick it up with it on fire and be like, show me how to do stuff. I spent a good 14 months like, let me make sure I'm not going to die here. Were you nervous <laughs> the first time you had fire lit up? Uh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. It, it changes everything. When you feel the heat and, and the weight of the fuel slows your prop down a little. So it feels different. Um, you hear the sounds of the fire and certain tricks all of a sudden become really risky. I've definitely burnt uh, some facial hair, some some eyelashes and eyebrows. But um, I don't know, after like a dozen times or something, it, it's pretty uh, it's pretty mellow outside of the fire eating and fire breathing. So what's but the, the props, thing oh, I'm sorry. Things. Go ahead. Oh, no, no, I'm, I'm done. <laughs> Thank you. What was um, what's the history of fire? Is it fire dancing or performing? How what's that actual term? Uh, You know, that's that's. We're kind of all over the place with that. It, it's fire dancing, it's fire performing, it's flow arts is kind of the new one. And um, flow arts is kind of the term that came about to encompass all of these props like dragon staff and poi, but then it also includes things like hula hoops, which are more common, things like juggling and things. So, I mean, the, the history of juggling and hoops, I'm I'm really unsure how far back that goes. I know Hawaii has a history of staff spinning with fire. Um, where did I think poi spinning came out of Japan? I could be wrong on that one, but 
I, I mostly focus on Dragon Staff. That's mostly what I kind of nerded out on. And even that, it's a relatively new prop. It's only been around for like 10 years or so. So um, it, it's got a little bit of controversy around the exact origins. Some people say it started from Australia. A couple people say it came from the States here at a fire dancing festival where someone took a normal staff, like a contact staff, and essentially added fire wheels on the end. And because it kind of drags on your body, they called it a dragon staff. Mm. That's, but you know, it's all like word of mouth and like online lore. It's not like a, an official story at this point. Is there a big community? Um, I would say so. Yeah. I mean, any fire dancing festival in the States is definitely in the hundreds to maybe thousands of people attend. Uh, I'd say it gets a lot bigger. And um, I think it's Phoenix Fire Festival in Germany where they get more thousands of people and stuff. I, I say it's a pretty a pretty big community, but I guess it's all uh, it's all subjective, like probably to the amount of people who do like stand up comedy there's a lot of us but mm -hmm. maybe to the amount of people who play music or something there's probably not a lot of us but there was a <clears throat> excuse me there was a a girl here in town uh here in Memphis i think I, I forget i believe her name was Natalie i think and uh some agency in in uh LA picked her up and i was like hey we want you to bring that over here and she was like, I, I can work the party, sure. And she's been there ever since. And this was like four years ago or five years ago. Yeah. Yeah. If you find a good gig, a regular gig, it's, yeah, it's worth hanging on to. Some of these corporate gigs with fire performing and LED performing get get to paying a kind of ridiculous amount. Um, uh, before COVID, a friend and I got a gig just dressed up as stormtroopers for someone's corporate like Star Wars party for the holidays. And I got like 700 bucks for two and a half hours. Damn, and they nice. didn't even want us to spin props or dance or interact, just literally walk around just as stormtroopers. It's like, this is the best money I'm going to make in my life. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever burnt yourself? I heard you say earlier, you like, you like fried little eyebrows and stuff. Like, have you ever burnt yourself bad? Um, I have gotten a couple times. It, it's more so uh, when you grab a hot area of the prop, not necessarily the fire, because, you know, you can wave your hand through a flame and it doesn't burn you. It's mainly the metal around the prop. If there is any metal that if you accidentally touch that in a trick, I've gotten some marks from that. Uh, more so than that, th there's been a few times I, I don't recommend doing this, but where I've spun fire at home with a little bit of wine in my system. And um, <laughs> I always have someone there watching, make sure I'm all good. But uh, one time I didn't burn myself, but I actually clunked myself with the staff really good. And usually if I do that, I'm like, OK, redo this trick. I got to nail it. But this time it was like, no, I'm good. Put the prop out. I'm done. And then the next day there was a giant bruise on my head and like, uh, I had a headache and anytime there was any loud noise or anything, I was like, yo, we got to turn down the music. Um, so I'm, I'm pretty sure those are signs of a concussion. I'm not a doctor, but, uh, yeah, I, I do think I concussed myself one time there. Other than that, the burns haven't been as bad as the cuts or bruises. I'm watching your video where you have it bouncing on top of your head before you start. Yeah. 
That's fucking wild, man. How long, <laughs> how long did it take you to perform? I mean, to master that one video I watched uh, the other day where you have the, the staff and it's rolling down your body all the way down to your legs. Like you lay down and like, it's just the momentum of the staff is just going up and down your body. I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, that one, honestly, I probably didn't pull off until like four or five years in. And um, it's really, it, it. a lot of times with Dragon Staff specifically, it becomes more of a matter of yoga. Like, I know that's not what especially fire performers want to hear. They want you to show them the trick. And I'm like, really? Just do yoga and this is going to be a lot easier. But yeah, it's um, back bends specifically are really difficult for me. So pulling off the back bend and then you kind of have to make like a bridge pose while it goes over your legs. And then, of course, you have to have some background in like dragon staffing with the legs and stuff from there. So it, it was a little accumulation of things. But um, there's always a vision as to how these tricks will go further. And the full vision would be to do that whole full body roll and then have it go over the feet, do a backward somersault, and it rolls up the back of the body. If that made sense. Sorry. Yeah, of course. I just did that yesterday. What you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) So is that what you're working on right now is to master that technique or that that part of the trick? That's one. uh, There's another trick I'm working on that has kind of been like the the one where I'm like, if I could do this, it's like the pinnacle of the tricks I've been working on. And that's um, having the staff kind of roll down your back towards your legs and then as it rolls onto your feet pop up into a handstand so that the staff balances on the feet and then come out and it rolls down the front side of the body but that's just something i've never seen anybody pull off uh, any kind of staff handstand with the staff on the feet so like if i could pull that off that's the one <laughs> i see you work at the uh, you work at the airport I do. Yeah. So that's uh, I I also have my nine to five job there where I'm a supervisor at the San Jose airport. It'd be funny if you could do the with the fucking (laughs) (laughs) playing it with the fucking fire. Oh, that'd be hilarious. I definitely mess around with the glow wands out there and stuff. I'll juggle them and try to do tricks and stuff. And I don't talk about what I what I do for my other work with my at the airport so i know they're just like this fucking weirdo but <laughs> it's all good <laughs> so how long have you been into yoga about a year before i got into fire dancing so since 2015 and it was um it was really like uh i actually got into listening to podcasts like um joe rogan at the time and stuff in like 2013 14 and it kind of got me actually starting to take my health serious and and working out. And uh, before that, I'll be honest, I ate like crap and just played video games and ate Cheetos, you know, it was not good. And uh, so I kind of got to working out and then was like, now I'm obviously tight as hell. So I need to do some yoga to like loosen things up. And then once I got to yoga class, I just, I don't know, something about it. it. It was what I was looking for, I guess. Now does yoga help you out with your mind too? Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I I definitely notice if I'm off the yoga for a good few days or a week, I'm way more irritable. And uh, you you can always blame it on whatever the situation is at hand. And that's what's irritating you. But I know that if I do, if I get in my yoga every morning, I'm a lot funner or easier to be around at least. (laughs) 
And so you said it helped with the tightness of like lifting weights, I'm assuming you were talking about? Yeah, yeah, just tight, tight muscles and things. So what kind of exercises or poses or are you doing for that? Um, let's see, a lot of standing poses, actually, like, uh, I, I hate doing it in public, but it's always the pose you see in yoga pictures, downward facing dog and like, uh, standing poses like warrior one and two. And, uh, the type of yoga that I got into Iyengar yoga, they get really all over the place. They cover standing poses, seated poses, forward bends, back bends. Uh, inversions, which are anything where your body's upside down and restorative yoga, things using props. So uh, the yoga kind of becomes a whole job in and of itself. Yeah, yoga is really, really hard, man. Like my buddy Jared is a yogi here in Memphis. And when he was teaching that, he was also teaching a kettlebell class. So it was half kettlebell and half yoga. And the, awesome. yeah, and like, you know, the kettlebell part was hard, but then when you get like doing the moves with the yoga and stuff, like that was really, really hard. Right. Like it all of it. Move through parts of the body that you might have moved through quickly before. Um, that was some of the main workouts I was doing before I got into yoga was, yeah, kettlebells. And th they definitely complement each other nicely. So what made you decide to get to get your health in order? Um... Uh, if I'm being honest, a lot of, a lot of the, my lifestyle change, I guess all came about through psychedelics, which I don't know if that's like, a like appropriate or not to talk about on a podcast. I know some people will hear it and just like, kind of write you off like, Oh, so you did drugs. That's, that's great. Nah, I'm, I'm a but, big proponent of them. Okay. Awesome. So yeah, I guess, uh, I had tried mushrooms a few times in high school and once I kind of got into my early 20s and started like working a normal nine to five. I just, I wasn't taking mushrooms or anything like that anymore, but I just kind of fell into the trap of a nine to five and became like really depressed. And I had a friend who was kind of going through the same thing. And he was like, man, we should take mushrooms like the good old days. I was like, yeah, let's do it. And uh, it was, it was kind of a life-changing experience I had at his house there where I, uh, uh, this is a weird one. So I guess somehow in my head while on mushrooms, I thought that my friend wasn't actually my friend and he was just some guy's house that I ended up at and he really wanted me to leave, but he was too nice to say so. So I basically ended up walking outside of his house and was trying to leave and he was trying to get me to stay. And I had my girlfriend at the time come pick me up and... I basically felt like I fast forwarded into the future and I never did anything with my life. And I was now living on the streets, kind of harassing people and kind of out of my mind. And um, so when I came uh, home, I started to sober up a little bit and started to realize I was tripping hard, obviously. And uh, I just went in my garage and just took a notebook and pen and started writing about kind of what I want to change in my life and the things that I wasn't happy with, which unfortunately was like everything. It was, you know, my job, it was my relationship, it was my living situation, it was my health, it was the way I looked. So I, uh, I had a lot of work to do there. So I kind of started with the exercising and um, eating healthy 
And then from there, I uh, I shaved my head because I had hair like down to my belly at the time. And then found yoga, fire dancing, all kind of it all kind of stemmed from these mushroom trips. Man, that's awesome. Because like I said, I, I didn't do mushrooms for the first time until 2020. And oh, wow. when I finally did them, I really think it reset my brain to a lot of shit that I used to put up with. That I don't want to put up with anymore. Exactly. It just felt like life at the time, like, oh, it's just it's the hand you're dealt. You just got to deal with it. And it was just like, no, if I got to live like this, I'm not going to I'm not going to stick around. So like I can actually just change everything so that it's a life that I actually enjoy living and, and want to be around for. Yeah, I mean, because like you got to think we're all going to die eventually. So it's like, why live this mediocre life that you're not happy with? Like, you are your worst critic. So you know in your head that you're not happy with your shit. You can look happy on the outside, tell everybody everything is fine, but you have your internal thoughts. And once you can't escape your internal thoughts and you're like, I got to change me, until you do that, you're just going to be mediocre. And I I just don't get that, man, because like... There's people dying right now or people that died yesterday that wish they could have this conversation we're having right now. Yes. You know, it's yeah. just, it's unfortunate that some people just cannot click in their head. You know, I think sometimes we're our worst, our worst enemy too, because we get in our way and it's easy to be like, oh, that's like you said earlier, it's, it's the cards I was dealt. No, it's not. You can manifest a lot of shit. I was listening to this podcast the other day and this guy was like, Somebody manifested a microphone. And they're like, what are you talking about? They said he had somebody had an idea of something that amplifies your voice and somebody created it. And over time, we have what I'm talking to you right now. Right. And I wouldn't have the first clue how to make something that can capture your voice or pictures or videos or anything like that. It's all magic to me. But I mean, the same thing can be said, like when I look at your video of you spinning fire and having it on your fucking head, I'm like, I can't fucking do that. <laughs> but somebody's doing it. <clears throat> you know, I mean, the human human humans are impressive. And like I said, I just I wish that a lot of people like I wish they wouldn't demonize uh, the psychedelics like because I mean, it's not a drug. I think it's more of a medicine. It's a tool that you can use to enhance your mind. Yes. And and it's something that I feel like, unlike other drugs, like you don't have to get stuck doing it all the time. Like I, I've tried things like Coke or ecstasy and it becomes like every weekend, that's what I'm going to do. But mushrooms, like I went through a good like six month binge on them. And now like it's been years. Have you it's, done the you know, uh, sound good? To me. My buddy, he lives in Colorado and he sent me this thing. I think it's called lemon teching. Have you tried that? Yeah. What is it now? I haven't tried it yet, but I told him next time before I do a podcast with him, I'm going to do it. He said it's like super intense, though, but it's quicker. He told me. What was yes, your experience exactly. with it? I uh, I did try it one time, actually, with uh, my former roommate who lived here and um, he was into growing them and stuff. So this was this was a few years ago. And uh, he told me about it. I'm not exactly sure on the process of how to make it because he made it, but. I remember he like grinded them up basically so that they're like a powder, put them in a drink with, I think, lemon juice. I don't remember if it's like the artificial squeeze stuff or what exactly he used. But yeah, it was basically like a little cup that you could down really quick. And yeah, it kicked in faster. 
And um, it did it did feel more powerful. I remember we were just watching stand up comedy and uh, I was laughing so hard. My face hurt. I was crying. Yeah, it was it was definitely a lot. I think that was one of the last few times I had done them. And that's one of the things that sold me on it was because, A, it was a new way and B, I don't have to eat them. I really the eating them. I don't know. It's like my body at this point is like, no, 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 no. We know what you're doing. Like, I don't, I don't want this. I don't want this. Do they taste but, bad? I don't think they do, but some people, some people don't like the taste of them. What does it taste like? Like, I just taste like chalky to me. Oh, okay. I mean, I guess me, he can tell you his experience. I mean, it reminds me of unsalted sunflower seeds. That's the best way I can <laughs> describe it. But, um, Honestly, yeah, it wasn't bad at first. I, I don't know. I think it was just like too much over time or something. Like now, now my body just knows as soon as it gets the taste. It's like, yo, been there. Don't do it. Don't do it. But I mean, anytime I felt that way when I did eat them, I would still have a great trip or at least a really beneficial trip. Even if I had those feelings before, like, don't do it. Don't do it. There, It was always I always got something out of it anyways. Somebody said something to me the other day and they were like, you know, people say they had a bad trip, but they're like, is it really a bad trip or is it just something you need to deal with? Yes. Um, uh, what's the phrase I heard? It was something along the lines of there's no such thing as a bad trip, just a difficult trip. Mm. Because that's really what it is. Yeah. I mean, it, it might not have been fun, so in that way it was bad, but yeah, you probably did have something pointed out to you, and maybe you fought it and didn't uh, come to grips with it, and that's what made it so bad, but there, there probably was something beneficial there. So is At it, least I like to think sorry, so. my bad. So it's kind of like um, ayahuasca, where it like brings out all everything you need to purge, like it brings it to the fruition? I mean, maybe in a way. I haven't done ayahuasca to know, but from what I've heard, ayahuasca, you actually like, yeah, and, like puke and shit and all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, m mushrooms didn't necessarily do that for me, but at least uh, mentally or or as far as things going on in my life emotionally, uh, it, it did do some kind of purging or like what you said earlier, a reset. Mm -hmm. A reset was a good term. Have you done DMT? Yeah, I did get to two or three times. Um, uh, that's probably one of the only things I would like to try again. It's, su <laughs> it's super quick, man. So you've tried it as well? Um, yeah, I've done, you... I've done all three that we mentioned earlier. I've done ayahuasca, DMT, and mushrooms. Okay, so uh, yeah, exactly. DMT is really quick, so... I got to try it, but I, I just feel like I didn't get to. Did you blast go off? Down that rabbit hole. I'm sorry. Did you blast off? Oh, uh, one of the times, yes. And um, it's fucking creepy, man. Like it, I got I got nervous when it first happened. I was like, because I I did it twice in the same night, and the first time when I went over there, I, I've told the story before, but I go to these people's house and there's this chanting music playing, and I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck am I walking into? Man? <laughs> And then, I, and then I go back in there. There's a little kitchen table and they're showing <laughs> me the, the pipe. And it looks like what I assume is a crack pipe. And I'm like, God damn it, man. And then they're like, come on back to this room. So I'm sitting in the bedroom and they're like, uh, 
hit, take a hit of this. And so I take a hit and then I hit it, but it hit the back of my throat. And it was like a chemically type feeling burn and it burned so bad. And I couldn't really focus on the experience because my throat was burning so bad, but I saw some cool visuals I had never seen before, like kaleidoscope type shit, you know? And then I go back out front and they're like, Hey, did you blast off? And I'm like, ah, it was okay. You know, like, you know, whatever. And they're like, nah, you got to blast off. And I'm like, fuck man. (laughs) So I go back there again. And this time I don't, I, it doesn't hit the back of my throat, but I, I take this big puff, man. I inhale and this big puff of smoke comes out of my mouth. And this guy that's done it forever, he goes, whoa. And I was like, oh, God, what does that fucking mean, man? This motherfucker does it all the time saying, whoa, what's going on? And so I lay down. And I remember when I was out front, they're like, did your body vibrate? And I'm like, no, it didn't vibrate the first time. And so, like, I felt this, like, tingling coming up my fingers and going all over my body, a sensation I'd never felt before. And the prior time when I did earlier that night, the music that we're playing sounded, it was, in like, in my head. And oh, wow. And like it did it again. But this time when I lay down and I closed my eyes, I saw this flash like burst in front of my eyes. I was like, whoa, what the fuck? So I opened my eyes. I was like, stop being a bitch. Stop being a bitch. And then I closed my eyes and then I just I felt like I just took off somewhere. And then I saw this cool shit, man. Like I said, it only lasted like maybe five to ten minutes. But did and you- then I was back to normal. Were you aware of the time? For- I think I may have asked you this too before. But were you aware it was only eight minutes or what do you say? Ten minutes? It's it's weird. It's hard to describe because my buddy described when he first did ayahuasca and I was asking about ayahuasca. He was like saying it's like try to describe describe color to a person that can't see. And that's kind of how it is with like psychedelics. It's kind of hard to tell people what it's like until they do it. Yeah, exactly. You you did a great job of actually uh, describing like the feeling and the tingles through the fingertips and all that. It's not easy to to articulate the psychedelic experience. Cause I remember I was like, man, I wish I could record this. <laughs> like, there's no recording <laughs> device in my fucking head, but I'm like, man, I wish I could tell people about what this is going on right now. And I just remember it kept flashing in and out. Like I would see something and then it would be gone and there'd be something else. And it's like, yes. it's kind of like a dream. You're kind of like in a dream state. Cause it kind of like, you think you remember a dream, but you don't completely remember every detail of it. It's weird, man. But like I said, that is one, I agree with you. That's one of the cooler ones because it's so quick and there's no like side effects of it. Because like I said, I did ayahuasca and I didn't purge, which I was expecting that to happen. Yeah. But there were a bunch of people around me that did purge, but uh, there were a couple of us that didn't. And I don't know what it were. Maybe if I did it again, I would purge the next time. I'm not sure what reason why some people purge and some don't. But they also did tell me when I did my ayahuasca experience, you're like, have you done any research on this? This was what the, the shaman was saying. I'm like, uh, yeah, I, I've like heard my friend's stories and I watch stuff on YouTube. And they're like, well, their experience is not going to be your experience. So that was kind of like a setting me at ease type thing. Like, okay, you know, I don't really have any control over what's about to happen. Yeah, because otherwise you're going to have expectations. Yeah, because I thought I was going to see like certain people that passed away and I didn't see. I mean, it just showed me that I wasn't in control. I always tell people it's like that scene in Fight Club where they let go of the wheel in the car and they just take off, you know, because you're not (laughs) you're not you're not driving the car anymore. Hell yeah. Well, one thing I like that you brought up is uh, how there's no side effects with it, because 
when I when I got to try DMT, I lived at a house with like five other people at the time. So I did it somewhere else. And then I came home a couple hours later and I was telling them about my DMT trip. And one of my roommates, he just drank beers all the time. And he was like, I don't want to do that shit. I'll be tweaking for three days. And I was like, no, nah, bro, like I could go to the gym right now. Like, I feel great. Like I could I could go to sleep like I could do whatever. Like I feel totally normal. And it's just two hours later. But I mean, even a half hour later, you're totally fine. Yeah, it just it kills me like where people are so afraid of this, but they're putting this other poison in their body. I'm it's people like, in this situation. It's for like, sure. It's like, what is what are you afraid of? <laughs> I don't know. Like, honestly, like I know like you just described it, it was eight minutes. You know, you just chill and you eight to ten minutes, you're just chilling, you know, and you, all of a sudden you blast off. And the same like with the mushrooms and stuff. Well, like, mushrooms and mushrooms in ayahuasca are longer. Those aren't going to be yeah. as quick unless you do the. I think it's called techine. I think that's what Ben calls. Yeah. What was that liquid? What was the lemon one? Lemon, the, lemon techine. Oh, okay, okay. But like, I don't know. Like you know, like you said about your buddy that drank beer all the time. Like I'm that. You know, I can drink beer. Oh, and yeah. all, You know, like it's something. Maybe it's because I've done it so long. I'm used to it. I know what it's going to do. I know exactly after like beer eight what's going to happen. You know. Or, you know, like with the, with the mush, with, with the, with the psychedelics, I mean, I just never tried them because I, you know, I've, I've, I've said it, I'm, I'm afraid of, I don't know what's going to come, what's going to happen to me. You but know, I mean, that's kind of like what we're saying that yeah. you can't control. Go ahead, Daniel. Let, I'm oh, let sorry. Daniel talk. Oh, no, no, no. I, I was going to say exactly that. Yeah. You, like he said earlier, when, uh, that scene where they let go of the wheel, like that's really what it is. Like you. You don't know what kind of experience you're going to have and you just have to kind of be open to what it is. But another thing, some people don't want to try psychedelics because they're afraid that they're going to like be changed by them. And I think that's like fair. I, I think they did change me. I think it was for the better, but like we'll never really know. <laughs> well, I mean, you can even just see from what you're describing your physique, Yeah, you know, before to now. I mean, you're fit yeah. now, and I can only imagine if you're saying you're just sitting around eating Cheetos and not taking care of yourself. I mean, Cheetos and Top Ramen. Yeah, man, that's not. <laughs> I mean, it's it's delicious, but over time, that's not good for us, you know. Like no. as, as I get older, the, the I'm real. I realize how much I can't talk. I realize how important my health is. Like health is wealth. Exactly. Because I always you, say, like, what's the point of being around and one cool shit if you're not healthy enough to enjoy it? Exactly. If you're enjoying this ride, you want it to last as long as you can. And that means you got to you got to take care of the the thing that is carrying your uh, consciousness. Yes. It's like <laughs> people take care of their cars and clothes and home better than they take care of the body that affords them to have that shit. Absolutely. Yeah. And then uh, when the people get sick, they're like, oh, I hate being sick. No shit. Who likes being sick? <laughs> fuck face. Do something about it. Right something uh at least some kombucha something yeah like i haven't drank now in over a month now and wow. um you know it's i enjoy i mean I'm, I'm not i'm definitely gonna drink again it's not like i'm not ever gonna drink again but like um like waking up today you know without a head and without any kind of headache without feeling drowsy or anything you know it's great uh had a lot of fun at my buddy's Christmas party yesterday that Tony and I went to and like, you know, like it was a good time. And you know, I've been out a bunch and I just and you save a lot of money. Yeah. What was it an intentional thing? Like you just wanted to take a month or two away from it? Well, when I drink, I tend to drink everything. 
that's available. Uh, yeah. So like until I can, I think I need to find a balance. And like when I used to do Coke all the time, like I had to, when I got this job at, uh, <clears throat> Miller Coors, I had to, you know, we get go for a drug test and then they ra- do random. So I just stopped doing it. Right. And, um, I would still do it every now and then. And then when I got my job at Budweiser, same thing, I had to go get a drug test to get the job and, you know, they do randoms too. But on this time around it was easier, but I was just able to not now just go without it because I don't even think about it really ever, you know, anymore. Like, like if I was, if we were going out on the weekend, I was stopping by my boy's house, getting a gram or two yeah. or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it was just how it was. And now it's like second nature. And I just kind of want my drinking to become like that too. Where I can just go out, have fun, have maybe a couple of, couple of beers, you know, whatever. And not have it a part of like your regular, like daily routine or something, but still be able to go out and enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. So, I mean, it's going to come sooner or later, you know, it'll eventually click like that, but that's something I've been working on. And I mean, it was, you know, everyone was giving me drinks yesterday. I was like, dude, yo, I just told you I'm not drinking. Like, I just wanted a Red Bull. Oh, I thought you meant like Red Bull vodka. I was like, my bad. I was like, no, nah, I just want because <laughs> I can't have Red Bull, bro. Can you get with some ice? I was like, all right. And, you know, so, but yeah, so I switched the alcohol for like energy drinks when I go out now. And so I need to stop drinking, drinking so many of those also, because I think I had like four yesterday while I was at the party. I was like, damn. You know, so so what got me off energy drinks is uh, my brother and one of my best friends since like elementary school both got up to like three or four rock stars a day or whatever. And Jesus. both of them ended up getting kidney stones. And Fuck. I don't know if you've had those or if you know, but you got to, you, <laughs> you know, pee them out. So yeah, <laughs> once both of them told me that and I, correlation isn't causation. So maybe it's a total coincidence, but that happened to both of them and then they both cut them out and it didn't happen again. So it was like, I'll drink, I'll drink coffee or like a yerba mate or whatever, but the, the energy drinks scare me now. So what's your I'm diet like? Having to one of those things out. <laughs> what's your diet like, Daniel? Um, so in 11 years, actually since high school, uh, I was a vegetarian. Um, I did a pretty good job of making sure I was like every other day having like a protein and kale shake and like taking a lot of supplements and eating a lot of like meat substitutes like veggie burgers and they got everything now like veggie lunch meat veggie everything but um maybe eight months ago or something I was at a friend's house and he was barbecuing a steak on on a Traeger grill and I was like man I'm not going to not eat some of that. So <laughs> I, I went off my vegetarianism and then I came home and told my girlfriend, like, yo, we're going to have to start barbecuing steaks. So, <laughs> uh, for the past eight months, I, I quit being a vegetarian, but I've only been eating steak or pepperoni. So it's like I'm either eating really classy, really <laughs> top tier me or just like trashy, greasy, crispy pepperonis. How do you feel your health is? Now, do you feel better with meeting your diet? Um, I do. Yeah. And um, that was mainly the thing. It's it's all it's all centered around, I guess, what you want your body to be able to do. Yeah. And um, I, I've been having some serious thoughts about switching jobs from the airport lately and uh, trying to pursue firefighting. OK. And I, I know some firefighters and one of them, even she's a female and I'm just like, you are so much stronger than me. Like 
the amount of gear that you have to carry every day is like almost a hundred pounds. And I put on that gear and I almost fall back in it. So I'm like, realistically, if I want to be able to do that, I need to start eating meat and lifting weights. So um, I do feel better though, definitely more energy. And it's just a little easier to sustain the energy. Like as a vegetarian, you're like every hour eating some pistachios or almonds or something where now it's like I can eat a good meal and not have to eat for like four or five, six hours. Don't you think it's kind of odd, like how vegetarians want to eat food that looks like meat, but they don't want to eat meat? Yeah, yeah. That's what always tripped me out about the Impossible Burgers, because I liked like the veggie burgers. If it's like black bean and corn or something, yeah. but then maybe the Impossible ones is like, are you are you sure this isn't me? <laughs> like uh, Tony got me one when Burger King got them. You know, they had them. And he got yeah. me, he got me one, and he's he liked his, but I didn't I didn't like it. I was like, man, this tastes like I don't I don't know. It doesn't taste like my black bean patty, like you just mentioned that we're so used to, you know. Or like, yeah. there are a couple of restaurants around you that make like a really good a veggie burger. It's just not like the frozen patty they throw it on the grill, you know. But like exactly, you know, they're like, you can tell, like, yeah, that burger. impossible burger one, man. It just I don't know. I, I the texture of it, I think, is what got into my head. Like, but I think this might be me, you know, like, so like, I don't know. Exactly. I'd have someone else try it. Like you tell me that it's not me because you eat meat and you'll know, like at this point, I don't even know. It's been 10 years. It tastes like me. It looks like me. But now that I'm eating meat again, it it is definitely got a different texture. Yeah. I I enjoy meat, man. I don't think I could ever go without it. Have you not, have you not done no meat before? I've done like. I've been like vegetarian for like three weeks or something like that. Maybe a month when I was doing a certain diet, but I would always go back to eating meat again. I don't know, I just like steak, man. Could you eat exactly. steak every day? Probably. It's probably not the best thing to do, but I probably could eat it every day. I love sushi too, man. Like I just, there's just so many things that we can eat that like the vegetarians are like, like he, he's vegetarian and he talks about cheese pizza is like the best. I'm like, <laughs> you don't fucking know what pizza is, man. Like that's not the best. I talk about it like it's pussy, man. I'm like, oh man, you got to try yeah. this. You have to try this cheese pizza from this place. So we got the best pizza. It's like, he's like, bitch, you probably got a, You got a cheese pizza from the new place. What's the difference from the other place? I'm like, you don't get it. It's really, really good. No, I, I get it. I get it. <laughs> 10 months ago, I was right there with you. Like, I, I was the exact same way. And I we'd order pizza, like, as a group or at work or whatever. And I'd be like, watch, all you guys are shitting on my cheese pizza, but it's going to be the first one gone. Watch. Always. It, it always is. But now that I'm getting pepperoni on pizza, I haven't ordered it without sin. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's those little crispy burnt ones. Oh, the ones that are like the cured ones where they fold up. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Those are the ones that got me. Yeah, I mean, like I said, there's just so many things that are meat infused or have meat in it, man. It's just, just, I don't know. I just love meat, man. There's like this fake frozen um, meat crumble. Like it's like made by Morningstar or something like that. That I thought it was oh, actually, I, yeah. I thought it was actually meat, and because um, I had a question him, he's like, "Hey, try this here. You have some. This is for you." I was like, "Okay," and, and I was like, it, "It's meat, man." He's like. No, it's not. I was like, and he's like, here's yeah. the fucking rapper, bro. I was like, oh, my bad. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and like, you know, it's like, 
I don't, I don't, I don't get what he, what he, what he said either. Cause like, I don't go out looking for a veggie dog at Kroger or at a grocery store, you know, like, I don't, nah. I don't go do that. If I want a black bean patty, it's going to be the Boca burger, the red box. From... But you're still eating something. That's a burger, man. No, but Boca burger is like, it's just it's like lentils. You're missing the point of what I'm saying. They're eating food that is shaped like meat. <laughs> That's the thing what I'm talking about. Oh, okay. I understand now. My bad. Just fucking eat corn (laughs) and beans. Like, why are you going to mash it up to look like something that you don't want to (laughs) eat? That's stupid to me. Well, I think, I think like some of it, I've had like the veggie, um, bologna or bologna or pepperoni or something. And man, it was, I was like, this tastes like shit. Like, turkey. Yeah, I was like, I don't know who the fuck is creating this stuff, but they need to stop. <laughs> no, I'm with you. Yeah, it, it, as a vegetarian, I was like, I would just like a plate of vegetables and yeah, some cheese pizza. I don't need the. I don't need you to make it look like bacon for me. <laughs> yeah, this is that doesn't make sense to me, man. I don't get it, but to each their own. Well, the Liver King says that you should eat nothing but what raw meat. Is that his whole thing? He just, he's like all about the steroids. He got exposed. Busted, yeah. Joe Rogan's yeah. the one that opened that, in, you know, pretty much not investigation, but like he was like, there's no way this guy's natural. You know, he's saying it, but he's not. And then, you know, he went on, made that apology on the video he posted or whatever. I'm like, bro, everybody in the world knew you were natural. Like, even all the yeah. steroid takers, the way your body's made, they, they, they told us how you were on steroids. Yeah, he looked like he was going to play Conan the Barbarian or something. Exactly, like, man. He's massive. And then, like, yeah. you know, now they're saying The Rock needs to come out and say he's not he's not natural either also. But, like... Why does it matter, though? No, I mean... Just, yeah, but the, the whole thing is... Yeah, the whole thing is, though, like, The Rock's never, ever gone out there and told little kids, oh, I'm natural. You can do this eating your black bean burger or whatever, you know? Like, he's never said that. <laughs> but even... Your kale shake, yeah. <laughs> Even with the guy taking steroids, he still has to work out to look like that. Oh, it's a lot of work. Exactly. Yeah. So I, mean, I think that like people want to shit on the guy. I mean, granted, he shouldn't have lied. I mean, he can do whatever he wants. He's a grown man. Maybe he like he shouldn't have lied to his people to get money. Like that that part's bad. But right. I think it's just like you kind of mentioned with psychedelics. It's kind of a stigma with certain things that people don't want to say they do it, even though they do do it. And I think we all do shit that we probably wouldn't be proud if it became the light. So it's like these people just need to stop judging all these fucking people for what they're doing. Like the whole rock thing. Who gives a fuck? He's not a professional athlete. No. He's and a then, fucking actor. And then like also if like. Anybody, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, okay. If uh, anybody who did WWE or WWF, like I just assume they, they did steroids. It's not like a. No way. Like he was <laughs> steroids. Like. And, I kind of assumed that. And then uh, the other thing is, yeah, like you said, you still got to put in the work. Yeah. And it's a lot of There's work. About it. And technically, everything is natural if you think about it. I mean, it all comes from the earth. So even steroids came from something they had to melt down or whatever to make the formula. I thought they make steroids in the lab. But I'm saying everything comes from the earth. Oh, to get it to the steroid liquid. Oh, okay. Some way, yeah. So, I mean, technically, he's not lying. (laughs) I put an asterisk by my name, Liver King. I technically am not lying. 
<laughs> Technically, it is all natural. Yeah, but I, like I said, it it kills me when people are like, "Oh, yeah, they did steroids." Man, you still got to fucking work out all the fucking time to look like that. Well, the biggest guy that's been yeah. fucked with this whole steroid thing is Barry Bonds. I think you know he has the home run king, and he got passed over on his tenth attempt, tenth attempt to get into the Hall of Fame, and now they're probably saying that he's never going to get it because they haven't got on his tenth time. But like. And I've always said this about him. Like, you still have to hit, be able to hit that 100-mile-per-hour fastball coming towards you. Now, right. I, on his side, the steroids probably helped him recover faster after training and stuff. But, like, and get bigger. But, like, you know, the bigness came over, like, seven years. It wasn't just over the summer or the winter. Hey, I say for, for a sport like baseball where it doesn't involve, like, physical contact between players, let them just juice up let's see how many how far they can hit it out of the park <laughs> i mean it crazy. made it made baseball more interesting when they were hitting everything out the park exactly how i felt yeah i have i haven't been interested since uh barry bonds hasn't played i think well yeah mark mcguire and sammy sosa had that home run contest chasing history thing back in 98 or something like that i don't think i've yeah. watched an actual full game of baseball on tv since i was in high school because that would that was going that was on peak. yeah like it's just, it, it's just kind of, yeah. Like, you know, it's kind of lost. I've lost interest in it. Yeah. So what are some of your other hobbies, Daniel? Um, let's see other hobbies. Um, well, I got a, I got a nice little garden going out back. That takes a lot of my time as well. Um, a, a lot of peppers, like jalapenos and things, a lot of tomatoes make a lot of salsa. Um, let's see. Hobbies is a tough one because I feel like most of my time ends up being performing or mm. teaching or my nine to five or yoga or teaching yoga. Um, I will say sometimes, sometimes I unplug from everything by just playing video games. Like it's, it's a way where I know I'm not doing anything like work related or anything, uh, that correlates to anything I need to like level up or progress. It's like, I can just mentally check out for a couple hours. Cause otherwise I won't. Um, I, I think I got like a workaholic thing where I'll just go from one thing to the next, to the next, to the next, which is good in some cases, but sometimes you just got to unplug for a sec. Yeah. I agree with that. I remember one time somebody asked me, you're like, what are your hobbies? And I sat there and I was like, I have nothing to tell this person. Did you make something up? <laughs> no, I didn't, oh, oh. I didn't. I'm not a liar like you. And then, so I was just like, I was like, fuck, man, I got to come up with something. And then I remember when I was a kid, I liked fishing. So then I got obsessed with fishing for a bit. But it's like, that is something that I think we all need to have either a goal or a hobby. Because without yeah. that, it's just like, what? Is, what's the point, man? What, what, else, what are you going to consume your life with outside of working? You have to have some I, other type of passion. I think some of the most unhappy seeming people that I know are exactly people that don't have something going on outside of like their, what they do to pay the bills or whatever. It's just go home, work, go home, work, repeat, repeat. And if you don't have that passion or outlet or at least a relationship or yeah, hobby, something, something to, to give your, your time to something to give your love to. Cause it, it can't always, uh, you can't always rely on people for that. <laughs> yeah, because I was thinking the other day, like, uh, like I told you, I, I started working out again. And yeah, 
So I'm like in the gym and I'm like, man, this fucking, I got to do this fucking work. I got to lift these weights. And, and it's like, I need to change that language too. Cause I get to do this stuff. And then I'm yes. like, I'm like, an hour is going to pass if I do this or don't do this. So I might, might as well use this hour to better myself than be a lazy piece of shit, which I had been doing. Cause like I would get done with work and I'm like, man, I'm fucking tired. I don't want to fucking do this. But then I'm like, I'm not really happy with the way my body is going right now. I got to change this trajectory, man. Cause like I said, the older you get, the harder it is to be take that shit off. And like I said earlier, it's like, why do I want nice things and work for all this cool shit if I can't enjoy it later on? Uh, yeah, that's the unfortunate thing. Like, uh, life isn't always like the happy movie with the happy ending. And a lot of people do just, you know, work their life away and live an unhappy life. And then that's the end of the movie. So it's like, you gotta, you gotta do something to make sure if you don't want that to be your movie. Did you ever see that movie Free Guy? No, Free Guy? Yeah, it's a Ryan Reynolds movie. It's a really good movie, actually. But I had never heard, I'm not a big gamer. Well, not a gamer at all. But like they were talking about like NPC and I didn't know what NPC and then it was like non-player character or something. So there's a lot of people in world in the world who in this world who just are people in the background, like not doing anything. So his yes. character finally breaks free and like becomes like a main character. And the coders are like, what the fuck is going on with this person? They're not supposed to be doing this stuff. But I think that's the thing. Like a lot of people need to break free of just the monotony of life or being mediocre. And we we can do more with this life than we think we can. And it's like you it's all about, like I said, the reset, man. You got to reset the way you think. Even like the language I use, I get to work out instead of I have to work out because there's a lot of people that aren't able to walk or lift anything. And there's going to be a point in my life where if if I'm lucky enough to get older, I'm not going to be able to do stuff I'm able to do now. That's so true. Um, I I even as much as most people might not like their nine to five and I don't sometimes uh, I tell myself the same thing some days like not I have to go to work but I get to go hang out at the airport for the day like it's not the worst thing in the world and then another thing is you know instead of being like oh I have to help these people with these flights or do this kind of work or whatever just like if this was the normal world and we weren't at work I would totally just help you if you asked me to help you. So why not at work? Just try my hardest to help people instead of going in with the attitude. Like I have to go to work. I got to help these fools because they can't do the work. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, it, it, instead you can switch around and be like, how can I just be helpful? Yeah. Cause yeah, like, even sorry. like, even like just look at the last three years, there's a lot of people that had jobs prior to the pandemic that don't have jobs now. And so, yeah. like, I never lost my job during the pandemic, and there's a lot of people that did. And so, it's like you got to look at it that way. That like, I could be one of those people that are not being able to do what I'm doing right now. And there's exactly. a lot of people struggling right now. So yeah. to have that kind of mentality where you're boohoo about doing something, just get to the point where you don't have to do that anymore. Uh, work on something when you're not working, or just don't bitch. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, one or the other. If you're not doing something about it, then yeah, at least you can't you can't say nothing if you aren't trying. Yeah, because that's the worst. People that complain about their situation but do nothing to change it. Like if you're not complaining, I don't have a problem with it. But if you're, well, I want I, this sucks. Well, what are you doing to change it then? Just vocalizing that it sucks. 
Because you're just confirming it. Yeah, I tell people at my job, if they don't, you know, they hit me up sometimes. Hey, what do you think about this? I was like, hey, I'm doing it. I don't like it, but I'm going to do it anyway because that's what they're making us do. Well, that's fucked up. You know, well, I was like, well, man, you can always quit. You do. You do have that option. I was like, you can always say, hey, look, this isn't working out for me. You can always, you know, do what you need to do and just quit. I'm not doing that. I enjoy 95 percent, 98 percent of the time. I enjoy what I do. You know, there's some there's some tasks sometimes that are like, fuck, this is gonna take me forever. You know, but once I get it done, I'm I'm done with that bullshit for for like about two, three months, you know. But like, yeah, I always tell people, it's like, man, you know, there's there's plenty of jobs out there. Start looking. And then when you when you get one, you can always quit here. But I would recommend only quitting after you have another job. Because if you quit yeah. before, something might fall through, and then you don't want to have a job at all. Yeah, I always say don't don't let go of one branch till you got a hold of the next one. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely well, easier also, to find uh, a job when you have a job because you're not oh, in desperation yeah, mode. Because <laughs> if you if you're fired, you're like, what the fuck am I going to do? My money's going to run out eventually. Yeah, you hold all the cards when you already have a job. I was talking to this guy uh, yesterday at the party, and he was telling me that. Um, He's now um, looking for a new job and he probably has a month, maybe two months with the money in the bank, but he has to find one. We know he's actively looking. And I was like, man, I was like, what's your, what's your personality and stuff? And you know, your skills, you shouldn't have, I, I, I don't think you should have a problem finding one, man. And he's like, yeah, I got some interviews and you know, I've got, I got a bunch of things lining up and we'll see. But like, you think about it, like, He's as successful as he was in his career. Him saying that he only had like two months with the savings, you know, that's like, damn, bro. Like, and you know, there's people making a third of what he's making, even struggling even more, you know. So a lot of people, it's, I know it's easy for me to say quit your job, but uh, for some people, it isn't an option, and that's oh, just yeah, unfortunate because you know, like, if they're making fifteen bucks an hour doing whatever job. That's probably more doing that job than they can do to doing something else, you know. So like, it is unfortunate. Yeah, it's it's paycheck to paycheck for a lot of people that I know. And fifteen yeah, bucks an hour awful. sounds good until you do taxes and insurance and rent and food. <laughs> I am more amazed when, when I look at the taxes or. You work overtime, so they take out a bigger chunk, and you're like, "Wait, so I work more? <laughs> in a suit somewhere gets a bigger cut? Like, what did you do?" Yeah, it's but fucked, man. Yeah, it is another thing though. Instead of getting a second job, you know, because <clears throat> I know some people like sometimes I've looked at getting a, a different job, and I'm like, I'm just gonna hate this shit too. Like, why would I even do this? <laughs> so, like, an, another option is to look at what you actually want to be doing, whether it's podcasting or fire dancing or whatever, and start building that up in your spare time. Cause I kind of recognized in that whole like mushroom phase I was in that like, I have to work a nine to five to pay my bills. I'm not like born into a position where I don't have to do that. So if I want to build something else on the side that I'm actually passionate about, like I'm gonna have to put equal or more work into that. So that means like two jobs, no matter what, as long as you want to build something and then if you also want to build something else like a podcast or yoga or another job, then you're going to work three jobs. And I mean, it's tough, but sometimes that's what you got to do to not be stuck at that nine to five every day that you hate. You got to work two or three times as hard as someone who might be in the might have been born into a different position. But 
you you can build yourself into the position you want to be in if you uh i mean at least i like to think if you put in the work and have the right opportunities there no i think that's true i mean because there's like there's an ass for every seat and so like if you're consistent and you're putting out something if one person likes it just multiply that that's the way i look at shit like if i know i can get one person to listen to me i know i can get a hundred people or a thousand people and just you know keep going that way Right. And that's just like any pro man. I post this video. This guy decided to make a charcuterie board that looks like a dick. The guy <laughs> he sells them, I think, for like maybe like a hundred bucks or something. Mm -hmm. Something insane. I don't know what it is. I posted on the link up uh, uh, Instagram page. It's got like two yeah. million views on my thing. I can only imagine what it has on his page. <laughs> so it's just like, oh my god! And people are always like commenting, like, "Where do I buy one of these? Where do I buy one of these?" I'm like, "It's not my fucking thing. Go to the guy's fucking page." <laughs> you should be like, it. "You should be like, hey man, uh, can we get one of the criteria boards for free? Since like, we got two million likes, you know." But like, damn, no, that's real. impressive. But yeah, it's so like that'd the, be an amazing sponsor. Dude, it's crazy. I mean, like I said, there's there's what do they say? One man's junk's one man's treasure, or another man's junk's another right. man's treasure. There's always something. Like I was thinking last night, I was like, there's probably somebody that already did it, but like we have this map that it shows you like where everybody or where you've been map. And I was like, man, what if there was like where I pooped? And like you like scratch <laughs> it, and it like has a little poop emoji underneath it or something. I've shit all over the country. <laughs> and look at me. I took a shit in Fiji. <laughs> oh, God. But I'm saying, like, just... Well, where's that? There's, like, this meme that says, do you ever think your idea is dumb? Look at the person that made a pool noodle. Golly, man. And they're, like, fucking rich off that shit. But That's yeah, true. I mean, like I said, there, there's, uh, there's different outlets. Man, the internet has changed the game for a lot of shit. I mean, we wouldn't be having this conversation if it wasn't for the internet. Yeah. Straight up, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, like like you said, like I love Gary V. I'm a big Gary V. guy, and like he always says, kind of like what you said, you know, use your 9 to 5 to support your 5 to 9. Ooh, I haven't heard that. I like that one. Yeah, so, I mean, there, like I said that earlier, that time is going to happen regardless. So you might as well use it to better yourself or, or to better your financial, your mental, or your physical. Like we all have some amount of time, you know, and, and it's it's no point of giving our time to somebody. Like I, I went to my friend's house. This is years ago. It's probably like 2006. And they had this thing on the refrigerator said those without goals work for those who do. And it's not saying you don't have goals working for somebody else, but I'm saying we are all working for somebody that had a goal to get something started. So you might as well do the same thing for yourself in some shape or form. But uh, this is why. I always make it clear to any job or employer I have that, yeah, my my side thing might not pay the majority of my bills, but it is my priority. Yeah. I mean, because like I said, at the end of the day, we are we have to take care of because they're going to do what's best for them. I mean, everybody's going to do what's best for them. So you might as well do what's best for you. So, yeah. What is that painting in the background? I don't like it. Oh, the uh, the wall tapestry is um, it's by an artist named Android Jones. He uh, he does a lot of paintings and then like mixes in like a lot of digital artwork as well. It's really cool. I like it a lot. Thank you, thank you. He's a very interesting artist. He does a lot of like visual backgrounds for like uh, artists at festivals and shows and stuff like that. 
So do you have anything big coming up pretty soon? Like any festivals or anything like that? Um, well, festival season's a little bit over. I mean, you can already start planning, but um, I do have some fun little performances coming up. Uh, I've been spinning fire for a weed dispensary in the East Bay area like every other week. Mm-hmm. And um, this Friday they're having, uh, what's today? I think it's, yeah, it is this Friday. Uh, this Friday, they're having a meet and greet with Mike Tyson. Oh, really? So, uh, <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. So I get to be there and spend some fire and there'll be Mike Tyson there, I guess, doing a meet and greet. I'm like, this this is a pretty cool opportunity. I got to take this. Um, and then uh, a couple days after that, I do a Hanukkah performance, which is going to be very different for me because I feel like I got to change how i dress change what music i play like i can't i don't know mm. on hanukkah vibes i don't know what those are all about but i'm gonna try <laughs> to bring them <laughs> that's interesting right there man yeah those you, are um <clears throat> sorry go ahead i was saying you gotta get a picture with uh mike tyson man uh, yeah that's the dream throw him a business card like <laughs> yeah. you know, like, like shit how cool would it be if you were able to teach him how to do something and he he like does it and like you put it on your page and fucking it just goes super viral like how Mike Tyson not oh, fire dancer God. or what you know the term. I would lose it I would lose it I would also be afraid that what if he messes up and burns himself and take like his mat <laughs> oh he's gonna beat oh, you hand me this. oh God I don't want to be in that position yeah man man that's fucking crazy yeah that guy that guy has done like a, a resurgence of his career man. Like seriously, and he seems like a different. Like he's talked about how psychedelics have changed him. Yeah, because you know? I yeah. know he's like big on the toad, and he's always eating like handfuls of mushrooms. I don't know how he does that, but and then having conversations afterwards. Can you okay when you do mushrooms? Can you be around people and have like a full on conversation? Like if you did a like a big handful. So that yeah, that's an interesting one. Um it has to be someone that you know and trust and are really comfortable with. And I I always let anybody I've taken psychedelics with know, like before we go in, like there might be a point where I don't want to talk or can't talk and just want to lay there Mm. and just know it's not like I'm mad at you or like, don't want to talk to you. It's just like, sometimes I just can't talk. Like I would eat uh, some pretty large large doses. So sometimes you're kind of just stuck lying on the floor. Um, I don't, I don't know. Are you familiar with someone named Terrence McKenna? I know the name. Was, uh, yeah. Okay. He was like a mushroom, like, I guess you could say a mushroom scientist. I don't know the actual word for it, but, um, a really famous psychonaut. And he always said the way to eat mushrooms was five grams in silent darkness, basic, uh, alone in silent darkness. So basically meaning five grams by yourself, no lights, no music, no TV. Mm. And, so after I had that whole experience with my friend where I got taken back to my house and everything, I, I went on like a binge of eating mushrooms for the next few months. And that's primarily how I would take them, which is it, it definitely is really impactful. Uh, but I did take them a few times with people as well. And there's just there's points where you just can't talk. <laughs> and um it also, who you do it with is so important because there's also been times where I've taken it with people and I'm like, this was a bad idea. <laughs> I don't want to be around this person and I don't know how to get out of this. 
it can be real uncomfortable. I think uh, festivals, music festivals are a pretty fun place to take psychedelics because, yeah, you can go out and be around people at the stages and or you could go back to your tent and zip up the tent and hide by yourself if you don't want to be around anyone. Mm. But sometimes you 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 kind of want the party, you want the people, you want the music. And sometimes you're like, I don't want any of this. Do you ever do <laughs> microdosing? Um, not with mushrooms, but I have with LSD. What was that and, like? Um, I liked it. I actually completely forgot that I had taken it. Uh, the first time it was at a fire dancing festival uh, called Fire Drums in California. And a friend of mine was microdosing acid. So he cut a little piece off for me to microdose. And I, I completely forgot that I took anything. Basically, at a fire or flow festival, the way it works is there's workshops all day where people teach each other different flow arts. And then at night, there's an open fire circle where everybody just spins fire and has a good time, plays games. But um, I took the microdose before the fire circle and completely forgot that I had taken it and like went out there, had a really good burn and came back to the group of people I was with and was like, why was that so good? And then, <laughs> <laughs> he microdosed. I was like, oh, yeah, I did. But like it was so subtle. I didn't even remember that I took anything. I just thought I was like in the zone, like your senses are all really tapped in. Have you seen the thing on Netflix? I think it's called How to Change Your Mind. I think that's what it's no. called. Or it's, I know it's a book also. Let me look at my cue. I don't think so. Is it a documentary? Yeah, it's like a docu series. It's like uh they do one on like mushrooms and one's on like MDMA and uh, Oh, I should I should have seen this, but I don't think I have. Yeah, I think it is called How to Change Your Mind. The uh the microdose kind of reminds me of the opposite of ketamine, which I tried one time and it was like all of your muscle functions and timing is all off. On a microdose, it was like everything was really tapped in. Yeah, it is how to change your mind. And it's, uh, let me look at the guy because it's a book. I got the book, but I haven't read it. Michael yet. Pollan? I'm glad I got something to watch now. I yeah. Like run out of yeah, it's on Netflix. Look it up on Netflix. But it's, it's pretty interesting because they even talk about on one of the things they, I think it was, I want to say it was LSD that they said that the person that created uh, or one of the co creators of um, AA. He did oh, a, yeah. a, a trip, and that's how he created, helped create it. But they don't like talking about that. And they say it can help a lot of people with alcoholism. I even heard that mushrooms can help people with alcoholism. There's a guy going around like a big tour now, and he's like, I think he's some financial guy or something. And he was a big alcoholic, and then he did one trip, and then now he's sober. I, I had heard that, too, about one of the founders of AA, and I 100% believe it because, like I said, with the mushrooms, like it's not like a drug where I still have a urge to do it, but it definitely helped me kick anything out of my life that I didn't find like beneficial. Yeah, it's weird, man. I, I wonder what it is that it resets us like that. Because like I tell you, man, there I can distinctly remember stuff that I probably would have tolerated. I don't tolerate anymore. Right. I don't know if it makes you like more aware or like, I don't know. That sounds like, uh, 
I don't know. That, that sounds like I'm trying to put like psychedelic people who've taken psychedelics like I'm, I'm like they're more aware of something. That's not what I'm trying to say, but it makes you more aware of like what uh, what affects you. Like before, like I might not have minded my house being messy, but then afterwards, I'm like all these things are little stressors that add up in my normal day. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think you're right. I think it it, it has to open you up a little bit. I mean, because you see stuff that you normally don't fucking see. Totally. Even even in people's personality. Yeah, it's weird, uh, man. I think everybody should do it. Personally. I, I think so, too. I think the United States should make it like a like a rite of passage thing. Like, tribes <laughs> will do. <laughs> like uh, you know, like uh, certain cultures are like a bar mitzvah or something like that. Like, all we've got is like a sweet 16, which is <laughs> kind of lame. Like, we need a... a a coming into adulthood ceremony with mushrooms or something. I mean, cause like, but, I don't know if it's just that like shit is being amplified in news or social media, but it just seems like it's a lot of bad shit happening. there's a lot of, there's a lot of hurt people that are hurting people. So like yes. if people could go to something that might reset them or change their, their, their brain or make them not so, depressed or angry i wonder if we could calm this this bullshit that's happening and especially it seems like to be a lot of men that are doing a lot of this fucked up shit like like i keep saying it man but i have never thought of random acts of violence as much as i do now when i go somewhere because i mean that's all we're inundated with all day long this shooting happen, and we don't even hear about probably half of them we just hear about the big ones I just feel like the world is crazier too. Like since COVID, like it just feels like anything could happen anywhere. A lot of people are like at their wits end and you just like, you never know what's going to happen. I remember when, uh, when all the George Floyd, like protests and stuff were happening. I remember seeing videos of the protests and, uh, I knew that there was one in San Jose near where I live too. And then I saw another video of cops basically just like marching down the streets, telling people to get inside their houses and like, shooting off rounds to get people to go inside and shit Jesus. like i went and locked all my doors and windows because i was like whether it's like rioters or cops or whoever <laughs> like i'm afraid of everyone right now like i was just stuck like during the lockdown just stuck at home scrolling on your phone like holy shit this is happening holy shit this is possible like it, it made the world feel really wild and i don't know i feel like we just haven't gotten any uh we haven't moved back from that at all, at least where I'm at. I mean, I think people are inherently good, like most of us. There's just a yes. fucking a group of shitty people that are ruining it for other people, man. It's just like, and I just don't know how we can get to the point where you can help those people that are hurting because there's not really, sometimes people don't have signs that they're hurting. Like, Or yeah, they, they might not even be aware, which brings me back to psychedelics. Like sometimes you're not aware that you're hurting or unhappy or anything till you, till you take something like that. So did you, would you consider yourself depressed before, or do you even know, would you even know what depression feels like? Uh, I, I think I was depressed, but not really aware. Cause like I said, I was just like working a, a nine to five and then I'd get off work, go to the bar, drink, go home, play video games. And, you know, like I said, diet was bad. Relationship was unhealthy. And it was just like a repetitive cycle. But it just felt like this is what everyone does. Mm. Everyone gets a nine to five. Everyone uh, is in an unhappy relationship. Like every, 
this is all just growing up. And then the mushrooms just kind of like put a halt on all that. Like, no, you don't like any of this. Like, you don't have to be a part of any of this. But- yeah. I just talked to a girl. Um, she has a podcast. That's, I think it's the Happiest Sad Podcast or something. Like, Let me get the name right. I, I like wanna, that name. I'm going to butcher her podcast. Name. It's, it's Happiest Sad. Let's see. I want to make sure. Oh, okay. Yeah. If anything, I would say it, it made me aware that I was unhappy. But. Yeah, it's called a happiest sad person podcast. Uh, but like her, her and I talked, and she said she's dealt with depression, and she was saying that like her way of knowing she was depressed, it was like her room would be a mess, and she would have cups and bowls in her room. I don't know what the significance with the cups and bowls is, but she said generally that's like a sign for her to know that she's slipping back into it. Because I always know, like this one guy said. If you want to start your task for a day or create a goal, make your bed. And he's like, if you don't create anything, do anything else for the rest of the day, but you get home and your bed is made, then that's something that you can be proud of, like you did. And you can spring back, springboard that into something else. Because I know, like if I were to go into a hotel and the room was a mess, I wouldn't be happy with that. But why am I going to let my room look where I paid all the time to look like that? Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think we as people, sometimes we 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 don't take care of ourselves enough we, we and i guess maybe it's like you said you just don't know that you're clouded until you get a reset and you're like oh shit i'm doing something i shouldn't be doing or you talk to somebody who has a different pov than you cuz if you're around a bunch of people that are fucking losers you're going to think your way of living is normal because they're they're below average exactly i think that's exactly what it was yeah it was just i was just growing into everything that i had been raised around it was just totally normal but like you said, even talking to someone who has a different perspective can make such a difference. Like I, I've had like one coworker here or there where I just look forward to going to work to just be able to talk to them because I know they're going to, they have a way of talking that motivates me and gets me to see things differently if I'm in like a funk. Like my whole feed on Instagram is like pretty much curated with like motivational people. Like David Goggins and Jocko and all these yeah. other people, man. Like, I just love that kind of content, man. Cause, like I said, if, if, I really believe in that some of the five people you hang around with. And there's this one guy said, you know, your diet is not just what you're eating, it's what you're consuming as far as listening to, reading, you know, all this other stuff. So, if yeah. I'm going to try to take care of my physical, I might as well take care of my mental too. Because if you're not taking care of your mental, you're going to go backwards. 100%. Uh, I liked the, uh, what your friend said about noticing the dishes out and noticing that being a way of starting to slip back. Because, yeah, I can see that you start giving up on making your bed, giving up on washing your dishes. And, yeah, you're you're slowly mentally letting it all go. Yeah, I, I just wish that, especially, like I said, with men, that it could be talked about. Because there's a lot of men that end up kill, killing themselves or committing suicide because that's their way of, I guess, ending their pain you know and it's like you should get rid of the stigma that you're not a man if you have problems or you cry and all this other shit like even that girl we talked about this on hers like man when i was in first grade i cried in school and it got back to my dad and my dad was a military he's a military or was a military guy he's still alive but he was like we don't cry and that stuck in my head and so, like, I can count on my hands how many times I've cried. 
And yeah. like, there are times like when something happened, I would have this a feeling like I wouldn't cry about something, but I'm like telling myself, no, that's not what you're supposed to do. And she's like, what you're telling me is like what most guys feel. Like a lot of guys can can go back and be like, oh yeah, I don't cry. You know, it's been years since I've cried. But I just think that we need to get to a point like we're maybe not the crying part, but you can deal with emotions and not always have to be so stoic. Like I, I love the stoics and some of the stuff they said, but I don't think they're to the point where they want you to be like a, a Rambo. Yeah, yeah. Not, not 100% of the time, at least. Yeah. Well, then also on the other side of that, like the guys, what's the guy's podcast, Tony, down in Miami? Do you still make their studios down there? The two black guys? And they have all the, like, usually oh, fresh and fit, fresh and fit. Um, you know, the, he was, I saw the clip, I know it's an older clip, but like I saw it again today where there was like six girls on the show and him and his uh, co-host. And like, he's like, yeah, we don't, we don't, we don't talk about to women about our problems and stuff like that. Because as soon as we start opening up like that, you guys lose interest with, lose interest to us instantly. Whether you tell us it's okay and you love it and said, you're lying. You don't, you're looking at us lesser now. And the girls on there were like, no, that's not true. That's not true. And he was like, you, all three of you are lying right now. You know, 100% from if the guy that you were dating or seeing or married to came to you and started crying about something that you were going to look at him lesser. There's no way you can tell me that you wouldn't. And then they, 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 they didn't say shit for like two minutes after that. Yeah. yeah I kind of think he's right on that. I don't, I don't know. I don't know how you feel about it, but uh, I definitely, felt like when I was going through that whole mushroom thing I was like finding a lot of depression and crying a lot and I definitely felt like my girlfriend at the time could not unsee me for that afterwards it was like I mean maybe that's just also my situation and that person specifically but I definitely felt like uh it was a bad move (laughs) I I should have done all this in private because now this is just how you're forever gonna see me It, it was hard to be someone else and that's what sucks because when you open up, it you just sometimes you don't get the re, you don't get the re, uh, reaction you're looking for, right? Oh, either with that they're they're telling you, oh, it's fine. You got to tell me about your day or whatever. And then sometimes it's like, why shouldn't you deal with this yourself and just you know be a man about it? But what is yeah. being a man? Exactly, mean? that's what I'm saying. Like, like I said, I think a lot of the shit that people talk about is stuff when when times were extremely hard for people like if you go back to like my grandparents age or their parents you know that was like survival i don't think we're in that state now um Mm -hmm. so i think like there has to be a thing where people have empathy and, and are able to talk about stuff and not what is a man i mean i don't know i just i think it maybe that person's just not for you either Exactly. Yeah, that's why I said it might have just been my relationship, my situation, because I 100% think you should should be able to open up about whatever it is going on. But I mean, that that relationship clearly wasn't going to work either way. But yeah, because they say when you're dating, you should marry your best friend. You should date somebody that compliments you. So if somebody is going to be I mean, because I guarantee they wouldn't want you to be like, Bitch, why are you crying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They're, they're going to want you to to, to be there for them yeah. or at least be in the room or, you know, be something for them. They're not going to look at you 
the ones you look down upon them for being emotional. Like I said, I just, I think there's just has to be a happy balance. You just, you just have to find out what you're able to tolerate and what you're not able to tolerate. And I think sometimes people are just, they just want to be with somebody and they'll just be with that person because they don't want to be alone. And sometimes that is where you end up where having people that will judge you for, you know, being emotional because they're not able to handle emotions. Exactly. And I feel like the older you get, the more common that is because people feel like they're less likely to be able to find someone else as they get older. So they're like, this is who I got. This is who I'm stuck with. But I don't know. I, I, I think it's never too late to change whatever it is in your life. That's, that's making you unhappy. No, I completely agree with that, man. And like, they say a thing about men too, is like, we mature a lot uh, later in life. Also, like I saw this thing that some men don't mature until like 45, 46, which to me is insane. Like you can go that long and still be a child, but some people are. Yeah. I, I mean, I can notice a huge difference just between 21 and 24, 25. Yeah. A, a big mental change. 21 still, still like in that teenager mindset. It's like, holy shit, I can go to bars now? <laughs> <laughs> legally. Legally. Yeah. yeah. I, always, I always tell people, like, I can definitely tell a difference from, like you said, when I was 23 to 33 and now I'm 43. And I'm like, yeah. I can tell a big difference. Like, there's just, I always say, like, I remember when I was a kid and we go to the mall and every single time when we got to the mall, I always wanted to go to the toy store. And then one time we went to the mall, I just didn't want to go to the toy store anymore. And I don't know what it was, but there was just something in me that just didn't want to do that anymore. And that's just a part of like growing up. Like you get to a point where you're just like, I don't want this for my life anymore. Like that's, that's yep. beneath me. It's not scratching the itch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even uh, I'm 31. And yeah, when I turned 30, I, I I noticed a difference in the way I looked at things mentally. I think just because of the number 30, it was like, holy shit, I'm 30 now. Like, I need to be more stable. I need to, like, do something that I can be proud that I'm doing with my days. Like, I don't have a kid, but if I did have a kid and like they're telling their friends, what does your dad do for a living? I don't want it to be like something I'm embarrassed to say mm. or something like it, it definitely shifted the way my brain started working. But I think it's also because society just puts like a weight on the number 30. Yeah, now they definitely do. But I mean, that's still young. Like even like if you think like. 60 70 is kind of young if you still think about it i mean it just depends on how you take care of yourself and what you're trying to do there was this post um yesterday or from this magazine i think it was people magazine that had a picture of hillary duff in there and you know she's 35 now and people on social media were like oh she looks great for her age making it sound like she's old or something like what are (laughs) y'all talking about like i started seeing that and i was like I was like, holy fuck. Like, she's she's young as fuck. She's 35 only. Right, yeah. Now it's young to me, but I know when I was a kid, like, if you were 30, like, you were old. But I think now that I'm is like, kind of fucked up. It kind of like in sports. Sports in Hollywood, it seems like people peak at 30 plus. Like, that's where they're like, hey, we need to take you out back and shoot you. <laughs> especially yeah, for no. women unfortunately because like women when they get older in in hollywood 
they start just getting like less roles or they're like a mom role, especially, you know, if they were like a, you know, the hot girl and back in the day and now they're, you know, the mom or something like that, or like I said, they don't still get jobs at all. But like an older man can be like James Bond or doing some cool shit, you know, but. Yeah, what's the guy that plays in like uh the transporter and crank? Oh, Jason Statham. Jason Statham. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that guy. <laughs> Those movies are so over the top, man. Especially when he charges himself up with the cardiac arrest machine. He's like, <laughs> I was like, what the fuck am I watching? But I couldn't stop watching because it's so stupid, right? It, uh, same. Wasn't there a scene where he just like started fucking this girl in the farmer market just to like get his <laughs> yeah. adrenaline going? He's like, I need the rush. Oh yeah. my god! It's kind of like those in the Fast and the Furious movies. I'm like, okay, I know I didn't watch the tenth yet. I'm going to watch it eventually, but like, it's like, man, why do I know what's gonna happen? They're gonna get the score. They're gonna <laughs> get away with it or whatever. But like, just watching the over the top dumb shit that they do with the car i'm like okay the i need this yeah that's, that's the best part that's why i keep on watching it uh things that are so bad they're good <laughs> we used to do terrible tuesday movie reviews on the podcast like uh and those movies are bad but you can't stop watching them that's how bad they are but then some of them are yes. so bad that it took me like Thank God I could watch it on Netflix or like whatever, you know, and like you can pause and come back like two hours later to watch 20 minutes. Like one movie was called Jesus Christ Vampire Hunter and it was so fucking bad. Like it was bad, bad. Like I think a kid out in the street right now could make a video, but a movie probably better. It sounds it sounds epic. Jesus Christ. I'll send you I'll see if I can find a link to it. I'll send it to you. I mean, dude, like it was it was. I don't know. It was just really fucking stupid, man. But you know, <laughs> are, uh, and, and, are either of you are either of you religious at all? No, not really. I'm not. Mm-mm. I uh, grew up. I grew uh, up religious, but I'm not anymore. I grew up Jehovah's same, Witness. Yeah. You what? I grew up Jehovah's Witness. Oh wow! Okay. So it was that's like different. super strict, man. Like we couldn't that's, we couldn't do anything. Like there was no holidays, no birthdays, no. Uh, sports. They really didn't want you hanging out with anybody that was outside the kingdom hall. Um, That's so weird. Man. They didn't That's want you to hard. go. To, they didn't want like secondary education. So wow. it's like, it's very wild, man. Like my mom still is, but uh, my other, well, my mom and my oldest sister, my two other sisters, they don't practice and My, my dad never did. Um, hmm. But my dad they never made us. He never made us um, go his route, but yeah, like I said, I think there has to be something, but I just don't know what it is. I mean, because everything has to be created by something. I just don't understand like how this person in the sky is or whatever. I don't know. I don't even know if we're able to wrap our brains around it. What about the theory about how the aliens created us as an experiment to see how we could survive. But who created aliens? Oh yeah. But I'm just saying there's a theory about that, but I don't know. Somebody's like, somebody created that. Somebody created that. Somebody created that. It never ends. Yeah. My, uh, uh, my dad's a minister. So I, I grew up in a pretty religious household too, but yeah, I, I feel the same way. I, I would always just tell him like, look, 
dad, like, if I go to heaven and this guy's like, no, you're going to hell because even though you were a good person and obeyed the commandments, you didn't accept the religion and you didn't accept Jesus as your savior. Hell it is. Like, yeah. I feel like that's, that's just fucked up because like, I don't do anything that's against like the commandments, like, you know, like rape, murder, like all the obvious ones that are like common between a lot of religions. It's like, if you followed all those things just because you were a decent human, but did not technically call yourself a Christian or something, like for that God to still give you hell in eternity for that, you're like, yeah, bro, you're cold. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. That doesn't seem right to me. Like, that can't be it. That can't be it. Because, like, one of my sisters, she was disfellowshipped when we were growing up. And that's where, like, they basically shun you from the, the organization. And, you, and she lived with us. And we couldn't talk to her, allegedly, because even when she was in our own home. Like, how do you not what talk to your own hell? kid? What the hell? That sounds like... That doesn't sound right. No. It's fucking crazy, man. Like, uh, that that's that's where I'm just like, this is wacky. Yeah, a little culty. And it's like... And then you're going knocking on people's doors, telling them that your religion is better than theirs. It's like, fuck <laughs> you, man. Like... <laughs> how do you know yours is better than mine well i don't know what those yeah i don't know what the religion is of those people on beale street that hold the signs you know oh. but they're brainwashing their, their kids because their kids are going to end up holding those signs on beale street too you know like adultery yeah. or whatever. i forget what they say but they say all kinds of different things but like how do you know this is the only way just be a good person like you said daniel just be good and, and you'll end up somewhere right, right? so uh, yeah, that's that's the way I look at it, at least, because, yeah, I'm like, I'm, I think because I grew up in that kind of household, it's like I'm, I pretty much follow all the, the commandments or whatever. I mean, uh, other than the crazy ones, like no mixed fabrics and things like that. Like, But it's like it, all the people uh, are hypocritical because they're doing the shit that they're they're. It's like they if that if it's their narrative, like it, they're they're able to skate skirt around it. Like, uh, what is there something right. about like eating hoofed or like clawed or this I is think Christianity? Like, yeah. I think it's like, uh, if you can't, I, I know there's one about shellfish, like you're not allowed to eat shellfish. Yeah. And then the people are fucking eating like lobster and shrimp and shit. Wearing mixed fabrics and <laughs> tattoos. Yeah. <laughs> no it's tattoos. fucking crazy, man. I mean, like I, I said, there are some good things, like you said, that keep people from doing bad shit, which right. I agree with. Like there's, I'm sure there's a lot of stuff that when I grew up that way that it stopped me from doing stuff, especially in my teenage years. But right. I think, like you said, like when you go to that cultish part of it, you know, that's where it's like, ah, this is kind of hairy, man. I'm not down for this. But yeah, the specifics get real weird, and then like you never know, like is this a metaphor or is this for real? <laughs> There's like one part that says, if you dishonor your parents, vultures will pluck out your eyes. <laughs> I don't know, damn. Yeah. I don't know, man. It, like I said, people can believe whatever they want. I'll never knock anybody um, for their beliefs or whatever, but it's just not for me personally. Yeah. So, but I don't think you should push your, your views on anybody either. And I think a lot of times people that are religious try to push their views on other people. And it's just like, let them believe what they want to do. If they want to come down and listen to you, then that's fine. But I think the whole thing sometimes, and even like look at politics, 
Like if you're going to call somebody outside their name for disagreeing with you, I don't think that's going to make somebody want to join your team. Right. You can have yeah, like a healthy discussion, but to make somebody feel stupid because they think different than you is, it's kind of fucked up. Yeah. It definitely doesn't make them want to want to consider your side. Yeah. Um, yeah. The politics over the past few years too, just got so divisive. I just like, I won't touch any of it on social media or anything because I was like, you know, half the time I see people post about politics, I'm like, I did not care to hear your opinion on this. So then I'm like, so then I probably shouldn't post anything either, right? Because most people are probably going to read it and feel the same way. So it's just like, I'm just, it's more divisive than anything I feel like right now. It's, we're getting, people are fighting and there's bloodshed over some man-made bullshit. Yeah. Exactly. Like people are upset about the Liver King taking steroids, but people are not upset that people are dying over politics. Right, or yeah, anything the in- increase in the increase in the rise. Sorry. The rise of the cost of living. Oh, uh, yeah. It's insane, man. Like like where you guys live is insane what y'all have to pay. I mean, don't it's beautiful where y'all live. Weather's perfect. But we're on the same plot of land essentially. <laughs> I mean, I can see if y'all lived in fucking Hawaii where they gotta ship stuff off or whatever. But I mean, like it's cr- it's in insane. like New York, it's just like, dude, why? And even here, like shit is getting pricier. And like you know, the wages uh, are not changing for anybody. Mm-mm. So it's like what That's what are we supposed to do? Right. Everything keeps going up, but the wages just stay the same. Like this is, this is insane. But um, yeah, California, especially like, that's why I kind of spent the last couple of years revolving which festivals I went to around which states I might want to live in. Mm. And that's why I went and checked out Tennessee, went and checked out Colorado and Oregon. But <sighs> as much as I can't stand the the politics and the prices and everything here, it's it's the weather. I'm too spoiled. Yeah, yeah, weather is perfect. I could do Oregon, but um, even Colorado, in like all in 20 minutes, it would go from like sunshine to rain to it being so windy <laughs> to where people's tents are lifting up off the ground. I was yeah. like, yo, I just gotta have a backpack of a change of clothes at all times. <laughs> like, I can't do it. I can't do it. I'm too uh... spoiled. My friend was telling me yesterday that which which the reason she came back from Hawaii was because she had like an 800 square foot apartment and there's no rent control there. So the person oh. was raising her rent pretty regular, you know, and she was like, and so finally she went to her. She's like, it's going to be 2600 if you want to continue with a one year lease. We'll do like a deal, you know, and she was like, it was just six. It was just 2000. Like, how what are you going hell? up 600? Like, it's like, no. She's like, I can't afford that. And she was like, well, sorry, like, what are you going to do? And she was like, I'll just move back to Memphis. I mean, give me like a month and a half. I'll pay you two months, you know, and then I'm out of here. And she, that's, why she, that's why she ended up coming back. Plus, she said, like, gas, a gallon of gas right there right now was like $12 a gallon. Whoa. I forget which island she said she was on. And she's like, milk, gallon of milk, 10 bucks. Holy shit. Yeah. I was like, Damn. Yeah. Yeah. We hit like seven bucks and some change a gallon of gas out here, but wow. Yeah. Something needs to change, man. I don't know what it is. 
but uh, maybe it's it's uh we'll just get flooded i mean because it seems <laughs> like when i've been watching this thing on netflix it's like uh it's the zach efron show like um down some, uh, something i can't remember what it's called but it's on it just zach efron down something let me look it up i'm fucking butchering all this shit today but uh you said it was on netflix mm-hmm. it's actually really good it's uh down to earth with Zac Efron. But on this season, they're in uh, Australia because he, it was during the pandemic and he got stuck there because he went to go fly to see some friends and got stuck. And so they had the crew come there and film. But like they're in all these places and they're like, this used to be underwater. And so it's like if that place was underwater at what time, what's going to say it's not going to do it again? Right. And they keep talking about sea levels are rising and you know, all this other shit. So I think we need to enjoy our time, man. <laughs> I don't I don't really see like how many how long it can continue like this because like, it keeps getting hotter and there's more water. And it's it's not water that people can drink. It's salt water. So like if we're out of yeah. like fresh drinking water, we're definitely fucked. So. I don't know, uh, man. I'm kind of with you. I don't see how it can keep. I feel like we reached that point somewhere over the past like ten years or something where it's like this is not sustainable. Like the way people's lives are, the way people's are working, the way people are commuting, and then the environment and things like that. It's like we we need a straight up full society reset, or this is yeah something's gonna happen. But but unfortunately, oh, what would you say? I'm sorry. Oh no! I'd say at this point, I live in California, and if it got flooded, I'd be like, "Hey, we we probably deserve it. It's way too hot over here." <laughs> but yeah, it's, I just think that it's it's getting to the point where there's so much greed that people would rather line their pockets than fix the shit. Like there's people talking about they want to go to another planet to do what. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> ruin that planet too. Open up a Dollar General. Oh my God, I'm taking Walmart with me to Venus. <laughs> but yeah, it's just crazy. I mean, I think, like I said, I, I think people are good, but there's just unfortunately this man-made thing. Money has corrupted a lot of us and makes yeah. people do some evil shit. You know, and it, like, yeah. There's this, I love this uh, Carl Sagan, uh, the pale blue dot and how he talks about how like the earth and and how like this is the only home we've ever known. And possibly we might be able to visit somewhere, but inhabit probably not. But then he's also talking about how like there's been all these people over time who always want to be the supreme being, who want to conquer, who want to do all the shit. And there's a lot of bloodshed that comes with that. So it's just like if people could just get back to the simple thing, like the golden rule, just be kind to each other. It would be a lot better life we could live. You know, because I don't understand why shit is so much more expensive and it's easier to produce stuff than back in the day. Right. You have robots doing it. Yeah. But the labor, uh, the cost of something is, is increasing. But like I said, the wages don't reflect that. It's really just the rich getting richer. I mean, living a. Living out here in San Jose, one thing I like about it is I'm like an hour from Santa Cruz, like an hour from San Francisco or Oakland. And like when I'm in San Francisco, you see like obviously really wealthy people in suits and stuff, literally like stepping over the legs of a homeless person on the street. And it's just like, how do these two realities just like exist in the exact same block? Like 
it's wild to see. And and the thing going around about the shit being on the streets in San Francisco, like human shit, is true. That's insane, <laughs> man. I confirmed it because I was like, I think people are getting like just kind of making up shit about how bad it is. So I went out and checked it out, and no, you see syringes in the bushes and literally parked in a parking lot that had a lot of homeless people in it. And as I stepped out of my car, I started feeling like the ground wasn't too solid right there. So I picked my foot up. I was about to step in a pile of human shit. I was like, oh, this is for real. Wow. It's sad. Like it is. And And to pay all that money to live there and that be around you is insane. I don't understand. I could no way could I afford to live in San Francisco, but I I still have it so well compared to someone homeless. Like it's just crazy the the gaps there all existing next to each other. Yeah, I just uh, I don't know, man. I don't know what the answer is, but what's currently going on is not the answer. So there needs to be a reset of something. Like cuz like I said the homeless thing like Sometimes you forget, like there's certain parts of the, our, our city that you don't see a lot of homeless people, but then there's like, if you go down closer to like the downtown and you're like, oh shit, like where I live, you know, it's, it's, it's not that bad. But then you go down here and you're like, oh man, these are, these are humans that are living on the fucking street. And yeah. why is that a thing? Oh. Where I live, uh, every day when I drive to work to the airport, I go over a freeway ramp that, like, it's a giant, like, bridge, and there's a whole bunch of homeless people living underneath, but it's gotten to the point where it might be in the hundreds, and to the point where the city literally has brought in porta-potties, and the city comes in and cleans out the porta-potties regularly there, and, like, Mm -hmm. it's not even just tents anymore, like, they've got trailers and vans and everything, and, like, I'm not saying this, like, like, how dare these homeless people do this? I'm just like, it's insane that it, like when I was a kid, it used to be like, there's a few homeless people around. You can go out and give them a backpack of supplies and some blankets and try to help them out. Now it's like, this is the size of an elementary school. Like I can't, I can't even do anything for this many people. Well, it's like you even mentioned earlier, like, or I think Raul did about the wages, like having money in your account, a couple of people are a couple of paychecks away from being homeless if they lost their job. Yeah. And we've noticed, like, during the pandemic, there's a lot of people that are losing their homes. So where are they going to go? You know, and and that's sad. Like, I don't understand, like, how we can be the best country in the world. That's what we want to be call ourselves. But we have people that don't have homes and go without eating. And a lot of them, too. Yeah. I mean, they even say, like, during the pandemic, there's a lot of kids that they were they look for those meals from school. And when they didn't have school to go to, they didn't have a meal or they like sometimes they can't get away from an abusive person. You know, there's right. a lot of shit that like the pandemic, like kind of opened our eyes to a lot of stuff um, that that really needs to be fixed. And it, it can't be business as usual. It, yeah, exactly. We got to start address, addressing things like on the home fronts, like locally, because. Same thing. My cousin, uh, during COVID, he was like 16, 17, 18. So like in his last years of high school and like, it was just so weird to me. Cause I know those years for me in high school were like, where things started to get fun and you could actually mm-hmm. go out and hang out with girls, go to concerts, whatever. And like for him, it was just, he's just at home. 
in school on Zoom and then plays video games at home. And it's like, there's just never any leaving home. And I was like, this is like the exact opposite of my years as 16, 17, 18. And like, it, it can't be good for like social skills and things like that. I'm imagining that's when you get out all the awkward uh, situations that you got to get through as like a teenager. Yeah, because I was listening to this one guy. He said, what's the best way to better yourself? And he's like, your vocabulary and how you interact with people. Because then you can do a lot of stuff with that. Like if you can talk, you can do a lot of things. Totally. And if you're like just in your in the screen all the time. I mean, I saw this thing with these kids were talking to this guy and they're like, oh, I, I go on e-dates. And they're like, he's like, what the fuck's an e-date? And he's like, you know, we'll make out this chat. And it's like, that's not making out, dude. Like, <laughs> I don't know what you consider that. But there's a lot of guys that are like 18 to like 20 something, some in their 30s who are virgins. And it's yeah. like they're all in this fucking in their phone all the time. It's really bad over in like, um, I think it's Japan or yeah, Japan or Korea, one of the countries where like there's like the population. They said if they don't start fucking over there, they're going to be they're not going to have a population. Like Damn. they're not gonna have enough people. Like as the older people die off and the people aren't reproducing fast enough, that in like forty years they might not even have a country or fifty years and or something like that. If that's the reality, guys should have no problems coming up with pickup lines. Like, <laughs> so, bro, are you trying to repopulate? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what, come on, we have to do for the country. Uh, Patriotism. Yeah, Patriotism. Yeah, but yeah, like this today. Oh, sorry. It's fucked, man. It really is fucked. I, I just don't know. Like I said, there's so many good things about the internet, but then there's some that are just kind of bad, it seems. I think there needs yeah. to be a balance, man. Like totally. I started I started playing Call of Duty again, you know, and like I caught myself on Friday playing it for like two hours and didn't even realize it was two hours. I was like, okay, I gotta put this down for a little while. I'm going to bed or something. Yeah, let me just go to let me just go to bed. And then yesterday, before we went to, the, I went to the party, and before we recorded, I played more. You know, I was like, "Yeah, maybe I need to stop playing so much because you know, video game. I mean, they're fun. Don't get me wrong, fun. You know, I'm not hurting anybody in real life, but man, I can't, I can't deal. I remember now why I stopped playing. I can't deal with the fucking all the uh, people talking and stuff on the chats. You know, like with your team and stuff. Oh my god. I have to mute it, and then they get mad when you mute it, and they try to kick you off. You know, if you're not gonna have your voice on, you gotta you gotta get off the game. But I was like, man, fuck you guys. I'm, I'm gonna do shit. I don't. Even, my headset is I was actually in the, in a completely separate room. I'm like, I'm not doing it. Like I'll play. I'll, I might use it if I play Madden or something like that. But I'm not doing it for Call of Duty because it's nothing but people talking shit, people saying yeah. the n word, people saying the f word. You know, like. And it's the most brutal community I've ever witnessed. The gamer community, like it, it's insane. And like a girl, a girl on there, they won't even say they're a girl because then they'll get harassed sexually. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's, that's funny. One of the games I recently started playing just to kind of like unwind from things was call of duty zombies. Like, oh yeah. I don't know why those were so fun to me, but yeah, I'll be like, in the lobby and the only one without a microphone and people send me a message like leave the lobby you fucking idiot <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, ah. oh yeah so i play so one of the ones i have is black ops 3 and i play the zombies on there online and it's the same thing everyone that's lining up has a microphone they all talking and i'm the only person 
We're thinking that is good options mute all. <laughs> so why do they want yeah, you to exactly. have a microphone on? Because they want you to talk to them. Like they want it's so like they want you to be like, so if somebody's really good, they're gonna tell you which direction to go when the map starts, you know? And like they want you to do that. They want you to like they kinda wanna be like the team leader. Oh. But can you see the stuff without them telling you? Yeah. I mean, you can, you can, so pretty much if you want to win, you pretty much do it together. Right. But like me, I just go on my own way. Just like fucking killing people and shooting people and dying a bunch, you know, like I like, I just have it like having fun. I'm not going to level tw- like I'm, my guys like level 18 or something. And the guys that are um, sometimes I get teamed up with are like level 99 and shit like that. Those guys you don't want to play with because they're not fun because it's all yeah. they're like a clan. It's like, you know, they're all on the same team. They're all on the same everything. They all listen yeah, to each other. And I'm here. I'm just going this way. They, they're all going left. I'm going right. So you can't play it by yourself? Oh, no. They have like a um, single player campaign. This is we're talking about multiplayer online. Mm. But you can yeah, also do campaign yeah, multiplayer, which is fun too sometimes, but I don't know. Yeah, no lie. It's always funner playing with people online, but I still don't want to talk to them. Yeah. <laughs> I playing with other people. I recorded this one guy. Um, <clears throat> I was playing Madden. I was beating the fuck out of him. He's like, you do the same motherfucking play over and over. I just I started yelling because I like, started recording with my phone. I posted it. It's like, the, <laughs> I, I still have it, man. Like, I should have screen recorded that shit and fucking blasted him all over YouTube. But like, it was so funny. I was like, dude. It's just a game, man. Like, just because you suck doesn't mean that I'm going to, you know, and I was like, yeah. oh, and then obviously, oh, I lost connection. Bye, bitch. And he's oh, yeah. saying, I was like, all right, whatever, man. <laughs> the gamer community is crazy. Before, uh, when I was like a, a young adult, I guess you could say, like late teens, early 20s, um, I got addicted to a game called EverQuest. I don't know if you've heard of it, but it's like, it's like World of Warcraft before World of Warcraft. And it got so bad. I don't know if you've seen the South Park episode of World of Warcraft. Where I have. Yeah, where he's shitting in a litter box in his room. <laughs> I was like one step away from there. I would pee in water bottles in the room because like wow. you can't leave the room. Like you got to constantly be on it. Because like, it's online. It's online. is never possible. Yeah. Exactly. And it never ends. So people, people are relying on you. It got, yeah, it got really bad. Hence the cheeto and top ramen diet and having water bottles of pee in my room i was like okay we gotta we gotta switch some things up here were you like super heavy at one time no no actually just really really skinny oh like not okay eating, not eating enough at all wow I'm down to like 100 pounds and when i was 17 damn hey send me your gamer tag later we can play some zombies Totally, yeah. totally will. Do. I'm not going to talk to you on there. So I mean, just, you know, just get ready. We're talking right now. <laughs> no, I'm with it. I'm with it. Just play. No talk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that'd be awesome. Well, I don't want to take up too much more of your time, Daniel. It's been fun. Uh, I like to ask a couple of questions. The first question is, what's your advice for people and what mark do you see yourself leaving on the world? Ooh, big questions. Um advice for people i feel like i could go in so many different directions um i I would say visualize obsess manifest if there's something that you want to do those are a great way to achieve it visualize what it is that you want or want to achieve obsess on what you need to do to make that happen and then manifest it um 
Sorry, what was the other question? Uh, what mark do you see yourself leaving on the world? Um, I think that's why I love Dragon Staff so much. Uh, if I leave any mark, I hope that it's a mark with Dragon Staff as as much as it's like a really small community, I guess, on the scale of like the whole world or other art forms. Um, what inspired me to get into it, uh, I told you I had scrolled through a video while I was on Mushrooms, and that's how I found out about Dragon Staff. That led me to YouTube, where I became obsessed with a performer named Linda Farkas, and I watched her videos for months, and that inspired me to get into it. After those months went by, I found out that she had actually already passed away, oh, uh, like years prior due to a fire performing incident. Um, so it, it kind of hit me at that time, like how crazy is it that this person has already gone out of this world, but they were able to inspire me on a whole art form that I had no idea even existed and make that my entire life. Like the fact that she provided that much inspiration to me from beyond this world is is the mark that I would want to leave is hopefully someone out there like me who doesn't know what Dragon Staff is or know anyone who's into it, sees a video on YouTube or Instagram, and that inspires them to get into something that makes them happy. I like that answer. <laughs> and my other two things are, who would you like to give flowers to? So I saw this thing one time. They're like, we don't give appreciation enough to people while they're here. So they're saying, like, you should give flowers to people and let them know that you care about them or think about them. Because generally, unfortunately, we don't usually hear anything good about us until it's like our wedding or birthday or, you know, something that as far as we, I don't know, we can hear this at our funeral. So right. is there anybody that I guess maybe that lady um, would be an example of that? Like, you know, so if she could have heard, you know, what you said about her, you know, how you she you you were inspired by her, but like who in your life or who, who in just who's, who's somebody you would like to give appreciation to? Oh boy. Um, I feel like the obvious ones are like my mom, my grandma, my niece, my girlfriend, but um, like outside of like family and like people really close to me. Um, uh, mostly, mostly people that have passed on uh people like my goddad who's just like always really positive influence in my life um people people like my old tutor because i was failing middle school like miserably and this old lady with cancer just like took me in was like a mom figure and she passed away so i mean i guess people like that i don't want to get all emotional but there's been a lot of people in my life who were just like there and just positive and authentic and never asked for anything or expected anything and uh those are those are my favorite people in the world you know i'll i'll give flowers to one person uh whose name i don't know hopefully they're still alive because i got to bring up someone who's not family or dead uh random guy i met at a schlump show in san francisco during the pandemic he was dancing in front of me and my girlfriend, and he just had the craziest faces the whole time. And it was the highlight of our night. And then I went to the bathroom and the guy just was in there and randomly started talking to me and gave me a sticker. And I was just like, you are just all good vibes. And I have no idea who the guy's name is. But if he ever sees this, 
flowers for people like that. <laughs> yeah, that's a right. good one, man. I mean, he he left a mark on you times. <laughs> that is fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No name or introduction or knowing <laughs> the person, but just just the faces, the dancing, the giftings, like just a, a good human. I like people like that. Nice. <laughs> and my last thing is, what do you think happens when we die? Ooh. I mean, if I, if I thought I knew, I'd probably partake in that religion or anything. The one thing that I stand by <laughs> is that I don't know what happens when we die. Yeah. Um, I feel like even the idea of heaven, like it can't work. Like, cause what's my idea of heaven might not be your idea of heaven. This guy might've been a believer and religious, but I think he's an asshole. So I don't want him in my heaven, but he's going to be there. <laughs> yeah. I just don't see how the idea of heaven could even work unless we all have our own heaven. Um, I always liked the concept of, you know, you, you die and relive your life over and over again until you get it right. Mm. I don't know. I don't, I don't even know if I believe that that's actually true, but I like to think I like to trick myself into thinking that it's true because I feel like it helps me to make better decisions, be a better person. I like that one. Actually, that'd be a good, I mean, that if that was a way that would probably, be, that'd be a good way to live. Because then you'd be like, oh, man, I can do it better this time. Yeah, the right. guy in your heaven's going to have everything that you want in it, right? That you always thought and held dear to you. Whatever I hold dear is in my heaven. Yeah, I love that, man. I never thought about it like that. I, I think that's the only way it could work. Because, yeah, it's like, what if my idea of your idea of heaven could be blue skies and clouds and mine could be, you know, storm clouds and and lava going through the skies like we could have very different ideas of what heaven even looks like yeah yeah i enjoyed our time today man thank uh, you so much brother so where can everybody find you at um let's see i have a website where i post like mostly flow arts tutorials and yoga classes that's danieldragonstaff.com otherwise um I'm Daniel Dragonstaff on everything, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, um, Daniel Dragonstaff at gmail.com. If anybody wants to reach out, I really appreciate y'all having me on. It's been fun. Are you on TikTok too? I am not on TikTok. I probably should be. People say I'd get crazy views, but I'm just like, I don't, I feel like there's already so much I got to keep up with on the phone. I'm like, it. If I pick up another app, I got to drop an app. It's like, <laughs> the only way. Just use your reels, man. Use what? Use your reels. Oh, they transfer right over to TikTok like they do Facebook? Yeah. Uh, just that, use that same video okay. and just upload it over there. That could be a thing. Just not respond to anything on there. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't I mean, the way that you, you can post a video, I posted some dumb video about like some ball cream, like removing hair off your <laughs> balls. And it got like 36,000 views. And I'm like, I why? Swear, <laughs> as for the things that I expect to get the most views, we'll get like 15 <laughs> likes. And then the things that I'm just like, I barely put a half ass effort into this video, but I'll post it. It's like 200 likes. Like, yeah. yeah. All right. It's crazy, I, man. I, yeah, I don't understand how it works, but maybe maybe that. it's like we sometimes like when we're posting something and then we think oh this is gonna be a fucking banger. Maybe yeah. we overthink it and like we kind of jinx ourselves. Like it's kind of like when the sports commentator he's talking about the kicker about to kick the field goals, you know, and then he shanks yeah. it, you know, kind of like 
it's the universe's way of keeping you humble. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, man, I appreciate it. We got to do it again. For uh, sure. It's been I would a good conversation. Yeah. Gamer tag. Actually, I, uh, I forgot to mention, but I, I used to do a podcast like many years ago. With the oh, really? So I, I would absolutely love to do it again. I love doing these. Why don't you get back into it? You're good at Oh, thanks. Uh, mainly, like I said, it's just the the time at this point. Like, if I'm going to do something, I'm going to put a good amount of time and effort into it. I got you. Yeah, that makes I gotta sense. I got to nine to five or something. <laughs> yeah, because this is, I mean, it's anything in life really is about consistency if you want to get good at anything. So, and if you don't yes. have the time, I mean, I think it, it can show to some people, you know, like you're just phoning it in or whatever. But I think you're good at it, man. I look forward to uh, talking to you again. Thanks, y'all. Likewise. Thank you again. All right. See you, enjoy bro. your Sunday, man. Thanks for All your right, time. Y'all too. All right. Bye. Take care. Bye.